You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Off and running to our third and final hour here of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Yes. Here on WWL, Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. We are in front of the Athletic Administration building on the campus of LSU on North Stadium Drive. And Herb is, I guess, mimicking some um, some fishing. Are you, are you, you yeah. Oh, you got to pull out your wallet for your debit card, right? Yeah. That's how you fish? That's how Herb fishes. <laughs> fishes with plastic. Yes. Would that be debit or credit? <laughs> we had some fun talking about that last week. I, I thought about that quite a bit because I'm actually trying to plan a trip to actually go fishing okay. with my cousin perhaps on Monday, so I was thinking about you. I was like, maybe I could just bring Herb some fish instead of having him I'll take go to a supermarket and buy the fish. I'll take it. Because my cousin right now, what he showed me in the last couple of trips, Mark. Was that the trout? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I showed you last time, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. he's they're limiting out on trout right now. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, the wind is at right at the, 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 the very good point, um, and then the, the, the temperature is where it needs to be. The tide was a little bit off. I'm not sure what I'm saying, but I know one thing. The temperature is always 65 when I walk in the house. <laughs> you don't have to worry about t- the tide. Oh, the tide, nothing. The pressure, the barometri- barometric pressure. Sometimes the tide is a little up or down because it may be raining, but I, I don't know. <laughs> That's how Herb I like it, baby. puts fish in his freezer. But I will tell you this. I will go fishing with Nikki Sapphire any day of the week. There you go. There you go. Former LSU Tiger as yes. well. Hey, yes. I didn't realize last week how big he was until he came I up here. I told you he was a big guy, man. How old is he, 6'6"? 6'6", 6 six, 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 six and a half, something like that. And he's two, every bit of 270. Yeah, he's big. He's, a, he's, he's big. He looks great, too, man. He looks like he can go out there and play right now today. We were sitting here talking, having a debate about LSU and, and Ohio State, number one, number two. And, again, mm-hmm. the resumes are, are, are good for both squads. But if you look at Alabama's schedule and – now, that's something that you could pick at all day long. <laughs> this is the fifth-ranked team in the country. Out of conference. Look at their schedule. Yeah, out just, of conference. Just out of conference. Duke. New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Where's another one? I'm trying to find an out of – WCU. West, uh, Western Carolina. Western Carolina University. Mm-hmm. That's their out-of-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to pick at, if there's one team that's sitting there on the fringe and you go strength of schedule, huh, that's where, definitely where is Al- why is Alabama at five? I'm sure if I looked up Utah, in fact, I will. I think Alabama is at five because. They're one loss, the, and it's the, to LSU. The one loss to LSU, and it's the Nick Saban effect, right? No, sure. It's, it's his pedigree, where he's come from, who he is, and where he's going. So I, I think that it's just the, the level of what they've been as a, as a program, yeah, I just I just think that the schedule of Alabama year in and year out has, has gotten increasingly more cream puffy, if you will, out of out of conference. It's just kind of been that way because I think Nick Saban knows that. I think Nick Saban knows that as long as even if he has one loss and if it's to a, an opponent like an LSU in the SEC that's in the top four or five, mm-hmm. that he can go, ah, I can still make an argument for my team to get into the playoffs. I mean, we've which, seen him do it before. Which is why he said what he said last week when he said that Auburn would be the best team that he's facing. Yeah. Because he's saying that just to, for the committee. Sure. He's not saying that because he really means that. You know, he knows that. He's saying it for two reasons. For the committee to get all hyped about it, right? Mm-hmm. And for two, to make sure his kids know that this is a very important game. 
Yeah, right now against Auburn in the Iron Bowl, it is number five, Alabama, three, number 15, Auburn, zero. Yep. Keep you posted. And, of course, um, Ohio State dispatched Michigan, that school from the north, earlier today. Uh, so the, final the rivalry score? weeks, i got to pull it up right now. Um, it's not the main one on the on the, uh, yeah. on the ticker here. So let me scroll down. And it, it was 56-27, okay. Ohio State over Michigan. So how many teams has LSU beaten 50-something to 20-something? And then people were harping on how bad our defense was, right? So here we are. We're in the same position right now. And I guarantee you no one will say that Ohio State's defense was you know, played horrible today. Gave up 27 points to Michigan. You know, but so, they're 13th ranked Michigan. It's just like uh, okay, well, so a big part of it was Auburn earlier in the year. Auburn's offense wasn't thought to be that high, you know, wasn't thought highly of, and they put up 20 against but, LSU. But Auburn was not ranked 13th either. They were You're ranked right. seven or eight or whatever it was. So they were better than Michigan. So they were supposed to put up points. You would think that they would they would at least make the game, you know, um, challenging for LSU, which they, they did. did. And, and, and in my opinion, Auburn probably has the best defense. In the country. See, with that, that front seven that they have, these guys are just men amongst boys. And we handled them. We did very well by playing those guys. Now, you can look at LSU's schedule and maybe pick it apart as well. Georgia Southern for the opener. I get it. Um, Northwestern State. But that's a – Wait, wait, me, wait, wait, wait. We played Georgia Southern for – no. No. Yeah, the opener. Was the that op- the opener? Yeah, Georgia Southern was the opener. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. It was following week. Oh, then we played Texas, yeah, yes. Yeah, following yes. week it was Texas. I get it. And then Northwestern State. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to pick that apart, LSU and Coach Ed Ogeron take an approach, and, and a lot of the in-school, in-state schools really appreciate this from Coach O, is giving, getting them an opportunity to get a payday. Let's not go out of state and grab these guys right. all the time, right? Yeah, let's, let, let's, if we're going to play somebody that's way inferior to us, let's do it with somebody in the state, a school that we can help. And, oh, by the way, Ed Ogeron went to Northwestern State. So, of course, he wants to try to help out the school he went to while he's coaching right. the school of his the dreams, the team of his school. dreams. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so outside of the conference you would say, oh, Georgia Southern, Northwestern State, Utah State. Well, first off, Utah State's got a quarterback that's going to play on, on Sunday. He's going to be, a, he's gonna be a, probably a mid-round kid. So he could be a second or third round draft pick. Yep, yep. So who's, who's really defensively well, let's, giving, giving LSU some problems? Now let's take it to here. Okay, so, so, so LSU played Texas. Alabama played Duke. That's, that's the two major out-of-conference teams, right? Mm-hmm. Texas was supposed to be back this year. Right. But we all see that they're not back. Ha-ha, Texas. <laughs> right. Duke if was, I had the emoji, the crying face emoji, <laughs> that's what I would play right now. And Duke was never back. No. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, I know they scheduled these games three and four years ago or whatever, but at the end of the day, everybody knows Duke is not going to beat Alabama. They're not going to come in and challenge it. So you should play an Oregon or somebody like that like Auburn did. Um, but then you continue to go down the schedule. Number and, eight, Florida, put up right. 28 against LSU. Mm-hmm. LSU was favored by 14 and in that game. Florida's a they good covered. team. But Florida's, Florida's a good, a good team. team. You're right. And defensively, they're, they're pretty strong. They're That's number eight, Florida. Yes. Mm-hmm. You would expect a number eighth ranked team to come in and compete and score some points Correct. against any defense. Right. Now, um, is is are we trying to sell you on the idea, and I think we would agree, that LSU's defense is not better than Georgia's. We're not saying that. Mm-hmm. Their front four is not better than Auburn's. But as a team, they certainly are better than both of those teams. Right, correct. As a team. As a team. A team and a football is a total, total team, team sport. Offense, defense, special teams. Yeah, so I, I think that. And coaching as well. Yeah, I think that 
this whole idea of, oh, well, they're giving up 20 points or 24 points. They're scoring a ton. That's, and, that's and, what, and you can ultimately, Herb, yes. say, all right, as a, def- as, a, as a defense, if you just hold them under 25 points, you're you not going to lose. You got a chance to win. And that's what I was saying the other day, and you said it yourself. You're like, well, are, are these guys on defense just kind of low to sleep because they're watching the offense play so well? And they're like, okay, don't worry about it. The offense will score. But at the end of the day, I think that the defense that we have has done nothing short of, of, of play really, really well in situational football when needed. They've gotten off the field when needed. They've gotten turnovers when they've needed to get turnovers. They've gotten sacks when they need to get sacks. They've made big plays when they need to make them. Um, you know, and, and that's what you that's what you need. You just need to make the plays when they count. If you can make one more play than the opponent and score one more you know, one more point than the opponent, then you can you're definitely gonna win. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, it's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Auburn, a seven yard touchdown run. Yep. Over seven, Alabama right now, 7-3 seven three. Three in yes. the Iron Bowl. I like it. I'd like to see another um, kick. another kick six. Kind of. <laughs> I want to see Alabama fans melt down and just have this just this cry fest, you know, where they just they lose a game in shock and stun and stunned. I think in this particular game, they can lose it any kind of way and they'll feel shocked and stunned. Yeah, look, if they lose to Auburn, they're done. They're not oh, gonna, yeah, they're out. They're, out they're sure. not going to be in the playoffs. No. And I think that, you know what, I think that's healthy for college football. It really is. I think there's some Alabama fatigue going on. And I think that that uh, permeates perhaps into the college football selection committee, is that they, they're kind of tired of the whole Alabama thing, being in there, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson. I think it's healthy for college football. What makes the NFL so popular? So Parity. So here's the thing about that. I think that. Or the illusion thereof. If that's the case, then, you know, Nick Saban's a great coach. Everyone knows that. We don't dispute that. If they win and they get there, be great. You got to stop them. Huh? The one team that I can say that to me is becoming that is Clemson. They they have no formidable foe in their conference at all. Like there's no one that literally they have to play a horrible game like they did against North Carolina to even come up being close to losing. There's no one that can beat them. They, they, they are an SEC team, in my opinion, that plays in the ACC or whatever the conference is. So those guys, like are, they, they, they're, never, right, they're never going to they're never going to not be in the Final Four. I'm going to tell you that right now. There may be one year that they come up short because they lose to whoever because they play a great game and everybody rush the field, right? But on a continuous basis, they're going to be there year in and year out, I promise you. Auburn 7, Alabama 3, 207 in the first quarter of the Iron Bowl. Scores elsewhere around college football. Minnesota and Wisconsin just underway in the second quarter. Minnesota, number 8, Minnesota leads number 12, Wisconsin 7 to nothing. Penn State on top of Rutgers, number 10. Penn State 7 to 3, number 16, Notre Dame tied with Stanford at 7 apiece. Ohio State earlier made short work of Michigan 56 to 27. How much longer do you think Jim Harbaugh is up there in Ann Arbor? I mean, he's what 0 and 5 or 4 right now, I guess. Ohio State, I, I don't know. I mean, you I mean, he's just not doing well. I don't know why. I can't pinpoint it. He was a great coach before this hire. Like literally, I guess that was his third or fourth year at 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 in, in the 49ers. 
is where the decline started for me. And I, I don't know what happened to him, but maybe one year. I'll give him next year, and that's it. If he doesn't be I think he's gone. I think he's gone. He's going to leap to the NF, back to the NFL this year. This year. This I, year. Can, I can see that. I can see that. And you know where I could see him potentially going? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, and, I, then, I, and then he'll pick Joe. Joe Burrow. Right? And then what do you think then at that point? What yeah. do you think? <laughs> yeah, look, first off, I, they just hired Zach Taylor, the Bengals did. Why? Because he was the guy I was just talking about that had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. He was on Sean McVay's staff, I think as the passing game coordinator, for one year. And I think, though, if the Bengals go 0-16, you're cleaning house. You have to. You cannot allow that to continue. Okay. I don't think Zach Taylor is ultimately going to be the head coach if Cincinnati ends up 0-16. That's why you think – why do you think they, they benched Andy Dalton and are now bringing him back? Um, they wanted to see who the future was, but also now <laughs> Zach Taylor knows – I gotta do something to win a game. Correct. Now I'm gonna tell you where where I think Jim Jim Harbaugh um, is losing at. He's been passed up. His time and his era of what his offense is is no longer. It's it's the less miles effect. He hasn't changed. Hasn't done anything different um, since since Stanford, right? Since his years at Stanford, and I think that that's what's causing his setback his inability to be able to keep up with teams like Ohio State. They're going to score 50. You got to score 52. If you can't stop them, right, you, you, you're not going to score 50 if you're, if you're in the eye formation. I'm sorry. You're not. You're just not going to do it. So I think that's what's really, truly holding the back. And then, like you said, even if he runs to the NFL, you know, how good will he be? His brother is great. His brother has learned to adapt. He's hired the right people around him, and he's made moves that, that, that Jim Harbaugh was actually doing before before his brother was. How about Lamar Jackson? How good is that dude? Oh, he's he's video game good, right? He's he's the created player on the video game. Yes. Good. That's how good he is. And 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 I, and I was watching something and they were talking about, well, you know, will it sustain? Will it do this? And forget that. What about the now? If he can win a championship now this year, I don't think Baltimore cares if he's going to do it five, ten years from now. Yeah, the shelf life is not is not as high. Right. Are not as long on, on, on quarter, mobile quarterbacks like that. His style of play, we saw it with Mike Vick. But in today's day and age, in the NFL, in the rules that prohi- prohibit you from how much you can touch the quarterback, I think it prolongs his career um, I, more so than Mike Vick's. I do too, but I think they're two different players. Though Mike Michael Vick was a lot smaller than than what Lamar Jackson is, and then Lamar Jackson actually is is a, a tougher a tougher player like. You know what I mean? Like Mike, Mike used to get hit hard all the time and be down for a while. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Lamar does, he knows how to, to get tackled and and take hits and, and to restrain his body so that it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't affect him. He's and I'm not going to say that he's a better passer just yet. What I will say at this say, stage of his career, I think he is better than Mike Vick. Well, what I will say is that he has a better system that fits him. That allows him to be to look as if he's a better Fair. passer. Okay. So that's what I mean by that. So, um, with that being said, I think that the kid is great, man. He's going to be doing this for the next five to eight years, right? And then and then he start to tail off. I think a normal quarterback, let's say normal, and I say normal, a drop back quarterback who doesn't run often, his his shelf life is long. There's normally somewhere between ten and twelve years, something like that. Drew Brees, if you're the Tom elite, Brady. You're the exception. Those guys are those, the Those guys, are, you know, even Phillip Rivers, those guys are exceptions to the rule, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to watch and it's great for the league. And not only just him, you got, you know, um, 
the kid at uh, Kansas City, Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. You got Kyler Murray doing some special things over in Arizona. Then you got Deshaun Watson doing some things in Houston. So it's, it's fun to see the transition of the league. It is. I, I do think, though, with, with Baltimore, if you're looking at them, you're going, well, how, how does anybody beat them? Same thing with San Francisco, I think. And I know we're getting a little off track because we're getting yeah. away from college football, but just for a moment. It's kind of in my blood. i got to talk a little bit the NFL. I got uh, So the 49ers and, and, and Ravens, I think, are constructed similarly. We're going to find out just how good tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, tomorrow, just how good the 49ers are, and likewise the Ravens, because I think highly of both of those teams. To beat them, I think this is what, you have to, what has to happen. You have to get off to a fast start and get them throwing the football, get out of their game plan, because – Baltimore and San Francisco, they want, to they want to establish the run first thing. So if you can get a, a, a stop or two early, put them down by 10 points, 14 points, I think that's the most advantageous position you can be in where you can put them. Because Lamar Jackson is a good passer, a good quarterback. He's, a, he's, he's accurate. But as you well know, Herb, when you don't have to respect the run as much, being a, a, a an accurate passer becomes a little bit more challenging. Yep. So I think that's ultimately, if you're going to lay out a path to victory, that's what you're going to have to do. Stop them early and go down and score right away. Put them down 10 to 14 points early in the ballgame. Kind of get them out of their game plan a little bit. I think that's that's exactly what you do, but how you do it. I don't know. You know, because I'm going to tell you, one of the masterminds in the game could not do it in Bill Belichick a couple, couple weeks ago. So, I mean, as far as stopping Lamar Jackson in the, in, the, in the Baltimore Ravens, that's very difficult. Now, the 49ers is a little bit different because, you know, Garoppolo is not running the football. So that element is not there. So, like you said, if you can, you can, you can stuff the run early and force Garoppolo to be able to make plays with his arm early and often. I think you can come up with a win. So I think that would be um, Coach Payton's game plan next week, or Dennis Allen's game plan next week when we play the 49ers. Alabama leads now ten to seven over Auburn in the Iron Bowl. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Coming up next, we go behind enemy lines with Mark Passwaters covering Texas A&M for Rivals.com here on WWL. Uh, uh, you know, that they lost, what, 19 to 13 looking at the Aggies. But uh, the one thing I know has to frustrate uh, A&M fans, they uh, struggle to run the ball consistently. Uh, look, been held to fewer than 90 yards four times. I mean, that's somewhat surprising. And then almost an embarrassing, what, minus one on 20 attempts. In that 19, 19 to thirteen loss at Georgia, so what is your take on that? And uh, to help out, because you might think, well, we have the right quarterback in Kellen Mond, but we got to help him out with running the football. Well, there's no doubt that if A and M's going to beat LSU or they're going to keep that game close, they've got to run. And what they ran into last weekend was two things: one, the elements made it a run-only game for the first half, and then second. Georgia just has an outstanding run defense. That's the best front yeah. A&M has seen. And if you take a look at that co- the competition they've played, that's saying a whole lot. They're just really, really good. A&M is, has been hit or miss in the running game. I mean, shoot, before minus one, they racked up 319 against a good front in South Carolina. So, you know, they've been very inconsistent. The offensive line has been the big disappointment of the year. And it's cost them some ball games. So they, they want balance. They've got to run the football if they're going to – beat or compete with LSU because they want to keep that you know that LSU offense off the field so it's going to be key again Saturday night especially if the weather is as bad as they're anticipating 
Mark, when you look at the, the Aggies' schedule, it's pretty impressive. They match up against Clemson earlier in the year, Auburn, albeit they, they lost both. Alabama, they lost that one. But they're competing against teams that, that the College Football Selection Committee and others think pretty highly of. And, you know, Mark, is that acceptable uh, that uh, the Aggie fan base 0-4 against top uh, 10 opponents uh, going into the matchup with LSU? Is that like they said, well, look who we play, and even though we 0-4, you'd expect at least, uh, at least a win or two maybe, right? Well, you take a look at it. Uh, they're, they're younger and less experienced than those quality teams that they've played. You played Clemson week two. They were still finding, you know, out what they had. They lose their starting running back, Jayshon Corbin, early in that game. So you're thrust in with Isaiah Spiller, a true freshman, and that was a problem. The game that they should have won without question was Auburn. They should have beaten that Auburn team. Right. They're better than that Auburn team, and they just let that game slip away. And uh, that, you know, laps, it's inexcusable. That, that game should have been won. Uh, Alabama. You know, Tua was playing the, the best football of any quarterback I've ever seen stroll into Kyle Field that wasn't named Manziel. I mean, it was quite remarkable. And then this weekend, you know, arguably A&M had the better of it, especially in the second half, and the officiating was just abysmal. And I hate to sit there and blame anything on the referees, but if you take a look at what happened in that ball game, the Aggies have a very good argument that the SEC officials and not Georgia beat them last Saturday. They played a good competitive game. The defense was solid. Mon played well. You know, they just had some things go against them that fundamentally altered the course of that football game. Mark, I want to humor me, if you will, please. Our WWL Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll on our website at WWL.com. Who's the biggest turkey of the year in sports? Is it Cleveland Browns, pass rusher Miles Garrett, head of NFL officiating Al Riveron, the College Football Selection Committee, ESPN reporter Ramona Shelburne, or Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, or perhaps even Antonio Brown? Well, uh, oh, wow, that's really tough. <laughs> Shelburne's, making a, Shelburne's making a great run here with uh, what she uh, printed today. Uh, and I can't stand Jerry Jones, so, oh, wow. Um, what, what was the last one? Because I think that might have been it. Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Antonio Brown. I mean, it, it's got to be. You know, he's, just, he's, a, he's a clown among clowns. Yeah, he, so. he cost himself some millions. Come on. If you're looking yeah, out I for mean, your you, family, uh, come on. you got to yeah. play the game. I mean, that, that, that's yeah, ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you work your way out of $40 bucks, there there's no question. You're, you're the loser. Mark, fill in the blank here. Texas A&M beats LSU if? Uh, uh, they dominate time of possession. You know, that, that's what it's got to be. They've got to play a, a way that they did against South Carolina. If you take a look at that game, they got a lot of pressure on Ryan Holinsky. They didn't necessarily sack him, but they got him off his mark, frustrated him, got in his head. But more importantly, they held the ball for 42 minutes. They ran when they needed to. Mon was very good managing the game, was very accurate with his passes. But basically, they just strangled the time of possession. They did not allow South Carolina to do anything. If they're able to do that against anybody, they've got a shot. But that's what they must do against LSU. Now, uh, Mark, uh, I told Christian this. Uh, I'm intrigued uh, with your last name because I said, how can you get Bear out of Hebert? I'm looking at Mark Passwaters. I mean, uh, we were, ta- we were this is a big topic of conversation. Uh, no, Mark. I was like, man, that, that, that's an awesome name, Passwaters. Right? Uh, you got to enlighten me about about that. 
Okay, uh, it's Native American. It's from the Delmarva Peninsula. I told Bobby uh, that back on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. There's some past waters there. Uh, there, it's originally from the Natticoke Indian Tribe, which uh, decided that they would try to to talk to the white man instead of fight him, and now they're up near Montreal. Awesome. So, uh, you know, yeah, but uh, that's where it came from, and uh, you wouldn't know it looking at my blonde hair and, and pale skin, but you know. <laughs> It it goes all the way back some oh shoot some three hundred years. Mark, I That's told Bobby, awesome. I told Bobby before we had you on. I was, I was like, that looks like a Native American name. No, like, I, oh, and, and I was so intrigued because uh, I, I'm a historian, and I said, well, that's a unique name. I love that Passwaters. Well, it uh, it certainly gives a great opportunity for uh, people to poke fun at you should they want to, but. Uh, you know, I've I've had it now for a while, so I think I'll keep it. Passing some waters and all that good <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, without sure a doubt. <laughs> I'm sure you had some fun. Yeah. Mark, what's the Thanksgiving Day dish, aside from turkey, the side dish, your favorite, you can't go without? Oh, green bean casserole, no doubt. I mean, I you love You cut that out, what would you say? Yeah, green bean casserole. Green bean casserole, okay. Yeah, I love that stuff. Um, outside of that, cornbread casserole is good. Uh, you know, basically, if you put anything that's not sweet potatoes in front of me, I'm good. I'm kind of the same way. I'm not a big sweet potato fan. I mean, I like well, my, I like sweet potatoes if you bake them, but I don't know if you get too exotic yeah. with them. I, I can, I can pass on them. Now, now, uh, yeah, my uh, wife's sitting here poking me in the shoulder, going, "No, no, you're wrong." But you know, <laughs> well, well, well uh, you know, Mark, I'm gonna leave you with this tidbit. And uh, you know, everyone wants the hot coach, and uh, who's available? I look at Coach O. You know, it's crazy. We talking about the uh, heritage and all that. You know, Coach O's dad and my um, on my mom's side, my grandmother were first cousins. Him and I won the state championship in '77. He's my college roommate. But but Coach O, if he can win more games, and that'd be 15, if they can run the table, win the championship. Uh, look at Jimbo Fisher at A&M. Currently, he's at seven wins. Tom Herman of Texas, uh, what uh, six? He would have more wins than those two cats combined, considering. Oh, the Tiger fans, we need Jumbo Fisher. We need Tom Herman. Boy, when you look at what have you done for me lately? Boy, talk about riding uh, high on the hog. Uh, how can you not mention Coach O where he's at compared to even where Jimbo Fisher or Tom Herman right now? Well, here's the thing. I think that A&M is on the way up. I think that Jimbo and Coach O are going to have some great, great games. Uh, you know, shoot, they've already had one. They right, may have right. another on Saturday. <laughs> uh, you know, it. A and M schedule is very, very favorable in 2020. They could come into the LSU game 11 and 0 or 10 and 1. They they're that good. They're going to be that good. The schedule is that simple. You know, you, you dump Clemson for uh, Colorado. You dump Georgia for Vandy. You got Abilene Christian on there. You know, hello. Shape up, shape up really nice for A and M. Now, on the other hand, what's your excuse, Tom Herman? You're in the easiest conference in college football. And you have great recruiting classes, and you have six wins. So, all I got to say is there are people in both Baton Rouge and College Station who have one thing in common. They're thanking God they didn't hire Tom Herman. <laughs> who that? Mark Passwater covering the Texas A&M Aggies for Rivals.com. Have yourself a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, gentlemen. You too. All right, behind the right, lines brought to you by Acadian Windows the official window company of the Houdat Nation. This is Sports Talk on WWL. Winding down here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Before we push out of here, I want to thank a few folks. On-site engineer Dominic Mitchum, David Potter back at Master Control, and also Casey Wainwright out here as our 
account executive. And last but not least, our executive producer and program director, Diane Newman. Thanks for all the uh, folks that put in a lot of hard work to help us throughout the show. Just 10 start. to 10 in the uh, Iron Bowl, Auburn and Alabama tied. Mm-hmm. 10 10. I want to see some gump tears because they would cry losing to Auburn. <laughs> they would definitely cry. They will cry. And they will be crying today after they lose to Auburn. Yeah, uh, of course. I'm calling it. Former LSU and current Saints offensive lineman Will Clapp steps away, getting ready to take in this matchup between LSU and uh, yep. Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Good to see the alumni come back. And very that's proud all, of that's him. That's always man. special. Look, very proud of him. He's, you know, he's not starting on the offensive line, but he played like you said. He's playing 22, 23 snaps a game, and that's 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 pretty good, man. That's really good. Yeah, part of that. Swing. And doing very well too. Yeah, he's part of that jumbo package. It yep. fits Will Clapp quite well. And, Former LSU Tiger. He, One of these he, days, he's going to catch a pass, too. Touchdown. He might. Watch. He bleeds purple and gold. That dude yeah. loves Well, his LSU. dad played here as well. Yeah. 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 I was talking to him. He was joking. He's one of the honorary captains tonight. And I think Eric McCoy, uh, St. Center, is here as well. And he, again, he yep. was joking when he said this, but he said he told uh, McCoy on the way back from Atlanta on the flight, he's like, dude, when you see me on the field Saturday, we're not friends. <laughs> so That's true. Well, you know, McCoy played in the game last yeah, year. He, yeah, and he played against Texas A&M. Last year. Or he played for Texas A&M. That's just, yeah. if you've ever been in an NFL locker room, they talk more trash about yeah. college football than they talk about anything else. Well, of course, because that's, what, that, that's what's unique to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No they, matter where they go. They're proud of their schools. They're proud yeah. of where they went. And there's yeah. a lot of trash talking in that locker room week in and week out if if Purdue is playing Ohio State, you can rest assured Ted Ginn Jr., Marshawn Lattimore, or Mike Thomas is going to say something to Drew. If they're if Ohio State's playing uh, LSU, you can rest assured that that uh, Will Clapp's going to get his trash talk in on the uh, yeah on the Ohio State Buckeye players. Look, hopefully coming up soon, Sean will get a few more of these LSU corners or something in. So Seventeen to ten, Auburn takes the lead over Alabama. Oh yeah, in the Iron Bowl, five thirty-six remaining in the second quarter in that one. The, the, the second Tigers in the SEC are going to win it. The second Tigers? Yeah. The other Tigers? Yeah. The Final thoughts Tigers. on today's game, man. You know, once again, like I said, I think LSU's defense is going to come out pumping. I think they want to make amends. They want amends to, um, um, to, 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 to from last year. They don't want to give up 74 points. I think, you, like you said, they're going to come out fast, strong, and, and really play a dominant game on the defensive side. And I think Joe Burrow is going to continue to make his case as a Heisman Trophy winner. Um and then I want to see Clyde run the ball really well as well. I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. And I think I think LSU covers, man. I really do. 17 points. I think they cover the 17. I think this is going to be a huge game for us. We're finally playing at night again, right, finally. Um, and, and, and then this is a big game for us. So I, I see us covering this game. I, I definitely see it. Tigers are favored by 17, yep. over and under 64. Look, I'm bad at predictions, but even I can get this one right. LSU wins this game. I don't know if they cover or not. I don't really care. I can tell you, though, that Kellen Mond and this Aggies offensive attack is going to be a challenge, and it's going to be problematic early on. I think, though, that Dave Aranda is going to have some adjustments for them, and I think this is probably a game where Dave Aranda might show them something that they hadn't put on tape yet. Okay. Um, So, all right. So, um, basically, I think that Dave Aranda is going to have the adjustments and show them something they haven't seen quite yet from LSU Correct. Um, in, in this game tonight. And I, I think the Aggies are certainly capable and will score some points. But like I said, unless Texas A&M holds LSU to under 20 points, 
they're not beating this team. And as long as LSU doesn't turn the ball over, commit silly penalties, and make a bunch of mistakes, they'll beat this team. I don't see Texas A&M holding LSU up to under 20 Me neither. Points. I don't see it at all. Me neither. That's I think they're going to double, maybe even come close to tripling 20 points. Yeah, I think I think you could see a, a ball game in the score of you know forty four in the range of forty four to you know twenty four. Yeah, something like a, that. Or I think 50. that's in, in in the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I agree. All right, that does it for us. Yes, our sir. season finale. We'll we'll be back though. We are doing a pregame show, Tiger Tailgating, Gulf Coast Tiger Tailgating show, next week ahead of the SEC championship game. LSU in Georgia. That'll be a fun one. LSU hasn't been in a conference title game and. Quite some time. That's yep. going to be a lot of fun. Herb, it was always fun hanging out with you. Yes, sir. I'm Christian Garrick, Simplify. I'm out. Herb, do you think, man? Hey, man, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to everybody. Um, watch the Tigers tonight. Go Tigers. We love you all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.